Britain is basking in red hot sunshine and here on the record we're about to catch fire because joining me and two Goaty brothers this morning is arguably, arguably the most famous guest we've had to date is the maestro of mid-morning radio, king of transfer deadline day. Um, he brought you on a red nap in his car, he brought you the world famous yellow tie and he's fresh off the mammoth radio show that I am a huge, huge fan of this morning, keeping Messrs Keown and Jordan separated. I cannot be any more excited to welcome onto the air, this is a dream come true for me, Mr Jim White. Thank you, mate. Thank you for taking time out and uh, joining goodness. us this morning. It's um, unreal. Wayne, thank you very much indeed for having me. I've got to say, I've never had an introduction like that. Um <laughs> And it's one that I'm going to have to live up to. So Wayne and Wayne and Martin, I'm delighted to be with you guys. And I love the yellow ties. Seriously, fantastic. Send me the bills. Uh, <laughs> well done for that. Beautiful touch. Beautiful touch. It's hard, that's hard honour. Hard honour, isn't it, Wayne? Yeah, listen, this one, Martin's idea, actually. I'll give Martin all the credit for this. And we all race to Amazon to uh, to get them ordered and get them here in time. Thank, thank God for Prime. <laughs> um, so we've got them on. I weren't wearing a shirt, though, because, oh, man, it's hot today. So um, we've got we've got loads. I know we're going to try and cram as much into this as we can because it, it really is going to be interesting to get your take on a lot of things. Martin's going to start. Obviously, he's got some really important things. He's been on your show before, um, and he's got some really important things he wants to get out here. And um, and so, I'll, Martin, over to you. Take it away. Let's let's, let's start with with your, your really important things that you want to get out there. No, thanks, mate. And again, it is you know you have got lots of man love going on here, Jim. So I have to be prepared for it. <laughs> this is great, Win. Thank you for that again. Ah, uh, it's thoroughly deserved, mate. What, what we, what the angle I want to come at today is, I don't think people understand how important you've been for changing the game for grassroots referees. Genuinely, genuinely uh, believe it's people don't realise what you've done. And you might remember a case of a fourteen-year-old ref of four years ago. Do you, do you remember his name? The um, or Max? Max. Max was it? There you go. You remember it? Yeah, Max. Sure, yeah. Max. Yeah, Max Ormish, yeah, and and because he was a fourteen-year-old lad, went went to a hearing. The, his dad was 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 Graham, and he um he was really angry because they they then the regulation with the FA was to a fourteen-year-old anyone's got to go to this hearing if they get called, and he gets sort of interviewed by the person who was the ones that was threatening and abusing him, and it's just a massive safeguard issue that no one was really listening to us. We complained to the FA and other people. When it comes to you, the things started moving for the better. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I'll be I'll be honest with you, Martin. It's a topic that um, creates so much debate. You know, when I'm sitting there in the studio with Simon Jordan, I've got a huge screen in front of me. And when we're one subject that obviously creates a lot of attention is transfers and a lot of fans get involved in that. And they talk about what we're talking about. But when it comes to issues like this, Martin, the debate out there that gets fired up amongst the listeners is quite incredible. Um, the reaction to that with young Max was amazing. And um, we were open-mouthed by it. I must admit, Martin, I was, I was caught by surprise at how so many people wanted to get engaged with the topic and wanted to support Max. And we thought, well, we're onto something here. But listen, you guys have been so kind praising us here at TalkSport for getting involved in it. It's our job, Martin. It's our job to be covering aspects of the game like this because people's, people's very safety uh, can be threatened. Their very existence is threatened. And it's not 
fair. It shouldn't happen. And of course, we got right behind young Max. And I'm delighted that progress has been made on that front. But we wouldn't be doing our job, Martin, if we didn't get involved lock, sock and barrel in a conversation mm. such as this. And I'm thrilled that we have and I'm thrilled at the outcome um, because that's why we do what we do. To be quite honest, massive. You've been a brilliant, and then of course the other one was I might not remember it was Gareth Carlisle, uh, where uh, on video we got called some headbutters. He got headbutters, but because there was no big damage or that, um, the, the police weren't, go weren't even going to arrest the, the guy. They knew who he was at a team sheet. We talked to you, and, and you were like, "Come on, let's get on." We, we, we the guys who do all the website for you put put the video on the website. And they weren't listening to this guy. He was on his own. Then you got involved. You put it on your show. And within 24 hours of being on your show, they'd invested someone who ended up getting charged and found guilty of assault. Would never have happened without you, Jim. Well, again, you know, Martin, I'm delighted about that. Um, it, it goes without saying, and, and the two boys, the two Waynes will probably endorse this. When Simon lends support to something as well, Martin, um, people, te people tend to tune in. Mm, and yeah, they think, yeah. okay, well, Simon Jordan's backing it. I'll back it. And of, uh, of course, we gave it our wholehearted support because how could we not? How could we not? And again, when it comes to the the only right and fair conclusion, Martin, was the one you just described, because mm -hmm. an injustice was being seen to be done, and uh, you know somebody had become the victim of something that they did not deserve in any shape or form to become a victim of. So that's why we got involved. That's why we, we put it in the public domain. And those little edited bits that go out later on in the day on Talk Sport, it's quite incredible the number of hits and the number of views that these things can, can get. Uh, even after we go off air at one o'clock, the conversation still goes on. We're live on YouTube and Facebook every day, and people talk about what we're talking about. And there's no end of things that we can do in this area, Martin. You never mm. know. I might be talking to you three good guys today at the very inception of something. This might yeah. just be the beginning of something, Martin. Mm. Because now we've got to do is keep it going. Yeah, thanks, Jim. And that's 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 what we we've always said. You know, the, there's there's a place in 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 the area for this sort of podcast where we have people like yourself who who is really behind it, but because of various timescales, we can't really get that voice out. And like I said, the, the last episode was our first guest. We had um, Andy Ambler from the FA. You, you don't get much higher than Andy Ambler. Yeah. And, and he was he was just so open and frank, saying, we're not doing enough. We're it's not just words. And, and having yeah. that backed up by people like you, it's just, sure. I really feel much more comfortable than ever that the FA are going to do something positive with the body cam pilot. We lobbied for four years again. You were massive in that year, massive. That's, that was a world change of law you encouraged, helping us. A world change wow. in law football. That's what you encouraged. Right. When you put it like that, uh, Martin, then I, I sort of pinch myself and I think, yeah, we are doing something right. Just on Andy Ambler, I've known him since his days at Millwall. And uh, I used to interview Andy, as you might imagine, at some pretty uncomfortable moments in Millwall's history. Uh, but Andy was never one to hide or, or, or duck, duck the invitation to do an interview. One thing I will tell you, Martin, and, and you two boys as well, and a bit of breaking news, I was at each of the playoff matches at the end of the season there at Wembley and Andy Ambler was at each of the playoff matches and Andy Ambler is one for hospitality. Martin, does he love a free drink? He had a free sandwich and a free a free drink in his hand and I was saying, what are we drinking today, Andy? But he's a good guy and does what he says 
and 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 means what he says. So he's a good guy to have on board. Likewise. Well, you know, uh, we had we had what's the name? Um, Jeff Winter on. We haven't published this one yet. And uh, okay. and he, he was the referee in in the in the cup final, FA Cup final, when it was in Man United Millwall, wasn't it, Wayne? Yeah, yeah. We, it was kind of yeah. for a for a time. The, the we felt like the the podcast somehow was kept coming back to Millwall. They were kind of Millwall just keep kept floating around in there. But yeah, no, he was. Yes, yeah, he was. I mean, Jeff, Jeff went were another, were an awesome character when we had Jeff on, and uh, I mean, he moaned, he moaned at us about he missed his tea, but actually, <laughs> in actual fact, it was Jeff that kept talking, not us. So, but, oh, you know, he can talk. Yeah, he but he was, he was great in some of his stories. I mean, we've had some amazing. I mean, we had Sam Wallace on, we had um, uh, Peter Walton on on Friday before, yeah. obviously the Champions League final uh, on Saturday. So. It's been a it's been a massive start for us, massive start with some big good. But that's good. But the subject matter is important, and you three guys know your subject matter. Um, so that, that that's why I was only too keen to to get involved, Martin. Um, Joe Albra, who's the assistant producer here of our show, as you probably know, Martin is a level four referee himself, and mm. he takes it very seriously. And Joe was saying, "We, we got to do this. We got to do this for the guys." So listen, you know, I'm not good guys, but I'm cheap and punctual. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Um, I've Martin. Is that, have you covered the bits that you wanted to cover? Because I know you were yeah, really yeah, bored. Yeah, on that. Yeah, there was a little bit about Satyam Toki I wanted to talk about, which is another game changer. That video yeah. went viral. That was over a million views. And I know that out of all of it, that, that really because it was visuals, cut eye, and the, not just punching once, punching them three times. And the Met Police just giving a caution in the end. That that was another moment of a threshold being crossed where you were clearly showing your outrage out like we were. It's never. It's always so sincere with you, Jim. You can you follow up your words by actions, by getting us on again and talking to us. So that's the one. And I know Satya, I'm really appreciated how you were with him when you had him on too, mate. So I just wanted to flesh that off. That's kind yeah. of you again. But but Wayne, what I would say on on him, we we spoke to him that morning, and it's one thing getting in touch with a, a fellow like that at a time like that, but it's a whole lot another matter. Him summoning up the courage to come on and go to where come to where yeah. and to speak to speak to an audience of 1.1 1.2 million people um but he did it he didn't he, he did he didn't duck it he did it and he was very emotional it was tough for him again my assistant producer here joe and i spoke to him martin before he came to where and i may as well tell you the three of you he was very emotional about about the whole matter and and he felt that he'd been wrongly harmed mm. as he had been and we were only too pleased that he summoned up the courage and had the bottle to come to air and spoke about it. And of course, I think that set an example that many, many hopefully will follow should they need to do so, Wayne. I mean, I, I mean, for Sorry, me, Wayne, I do you mean, mind if I put in? No, yeah, go um, on. Both me and Wayne are, are referees at grassroots level. I'm very, I'm very interested in your choice of duvet cover behind you. That's a beautiful. <laughs> it's really nice. Oh, it's, um, it, it's a, it's a Don Elm. <laughs> <laughs> the only fans seen that is only fans. We're um, both, both me and Wayne are, are referees at grassroots grassroots level, um, <laughs> and we don't charge. We do it for the love of the refing, and it's you know a lot of people can say why the hell do you even bother with the flack that you get, but it's it's support, and it's support like you know what we get from Martin and on shows like you where you know you're voicing look after protect and respect the refs. It's fantastic. So you know from a from a grassroots ref point of view, for your support and everything, I've just got to say thanks as well. 
No, I mean, Wayne, again, uh, I, I would say that this is part of what we do. This is part of honoring our obligation to jump in and get involved in a topic when we think fit. And my goodness, of course, how could we not think mm. not to get involved in this? The two Waynes, can I ask you, why do you do what you do? Because I've often said to referee Joe here, what, you're a level four referee and it's a lot of his time and a lot of his effort and his commitment. But he does it and he, he, he seems to love it. Why do you guys do it? Well, it's, the, story, the, story, yeah, the story behind us, it might be love. It, it's not, it didn't start as love. Um, it started because I set up a club, basically. My son plays for a team, I managed it. Um, we, we had a bit of a, a poor experience and another club. And I was like, you know, I'm a bit fed up. And me and my wife decided, well, let's set up his own club. So we did that two years ago with one team. We've now going to have 10 teams this year going into this next season uh, in two years. It's all junior football, ranges from under sevens to under 15s. Um, you know, we're trying to get a, one in every age group, really, and then enter girls football. And it was like, well, we need refs. We've got to have refs. So like, all right, I don't mind doing it. So I went to do it, learned how to be a ref, and then... I can't. Wayne came on board with his team, got him involved, persuaded him to be a ref, and then we've got others. And because of the club being brand new, and what we try to do is give more than what we actually receive. So in terms of what we charge for a club per per child, let's say it's really really low. But I want to give them everything. I want to give them the best grassroots experience I can. So they've got home kit, away kit, training kit, all the equipment, Super. All, all this for less than ten pound a month. It's hundred hundred pound for the year for the subs. So on top of that, we have to do a lot, a lot of fundraising because we get nothing back, nothing. I often hear about the pyramid and how it doesn't trickle down. It really doesn't. There's, there's not. I don't feel any of it as a, yeah. as a chairman of a, of a junior football club. So then we have to do. We have to raise money. So there's currently we've got ten teams. We've got four refs, me, Wayne, two other adults, and none of us take take any money out of it. And um, the reason the reason why I'm here, and we've got Martin here and Wayne here, is because. I've just finished doing three years at uni doing a, a film and TV production course. And for my final piece, <clears throat> I've done a, a documentary about a grassroots ref, about protect and respect and no ref, no game. And oh, I heard yeah. Martin on your show and I contacted him and said, you know, I'm not having any luck. Nobody from the FA is responding to me. Can you come on? And uh, he came on and then we kind of hit it off. And then from there, we've Martin said, you know, do you want to do a podcast? So I was like, yeah, because I've done radio before, only locally. I, I did a show for seven years locally. I love all production. I'm setting up my own little bit doing that. And I was like, you know, this would be perfect. And then we've only been doing it for a few weeks. And every day, Martin's going, oh, you know, we've got this guest, we've got this guest. But to do it, I mean, I haven't released the, the documentary. That's going to be in the next few weeks. But it's so important to, to yeah. kind of give a different angle on the game. Because what people don't understand, and I say this, I say this at a club level, I say this to parents who are, having a moment. I say this to players who are having a moment with referees. If this doesn't stop, this is this is not me messing about. This is no joke. There's literally going to be no football games because I'm telling you, without a referee, we we can't have these games. All these right. thousands and thousands of games of football that go off up and down the country yeah. on weekends, midweeks, the, requ the requirements are not just players. They're yeah. not just coaches. It's not just having the pictures. It's the man in the middle. And if you haven't got him, Everything falls to pieces. It's a great, it's so, a great point. To be great able to do this, and, it perfectly. Yeah. Sorry, mate. Go on. No, I think I think it's a great point. Um, I, I, and you're absolutely right, Wayne. Where will it get to if we do see a marked decrease 
in people coming forward wanting to be referees. Where will the game get to? This is a worry, Martin. And people don't take this into account enough. You, you guys are giving of your time, doing something you thoroughly enjoy, but giving of your time for the love of it. And the other way, and I think you're nodding, mate, you think the same. You wanted to do something like this because you you, you want to do something. You want to Absolutely. do something athlete for the game. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't live in an affluent area. We've got um, you know a lot of kids below the poverty line and the like, and to see them on that field in our colours, you know, really enjoying themselves and having a break from you know the, the horrible thing that's life at the minute, and to be able to give them that without having to charge for it, so that this club can keep them low fees, so these kids can still afford it. I mean, there are times when we'll even you know we've paid for a couple of kids ourselves. Um, it's mm -hmm. massive. It's huge. And learning the game from a referee angle is amazing and i would even say everybody needs to referee at least one game before they're allowed to be pro <laughs> uh, because great point. Great the point. angle that it gives you is enormous it, it's, yeah. it's a game changer to get it from this angle so the podcast to give the views and opinions from this side as well only yeah. enhances it further i think Wayne, what we've tried to do in this show jordan myself and, and others is show that at every level of the game at every every level of refereeing these people have feelings. These guys have feelings like everybody else. You're only human. And that's why I want to get behind referees at each and every level. And Martin, what I would say is this, and I mentioned to my colleague Joe, I was going to mention this to you. Um, I went away overnight last season to a Premier League match. So it's a fair old distance away. And I say that because I won't say the two teams involved because I'm going to talk about the officials. I got in a train afterwards, Martin, after the match. And it was a great match. And of course, at the station, there's a lot of people, because I was in Sky, so long as Jim White, is Jim White, Jim White, blah, 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 blah. I got on the train, train was mobbed with football fans, and quite a number were around me. And these two lads came up to me, these two fellas came up to me, and like, Jimmy, all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, guys. So it got a bit quieter, and they stood with me. And one of them went away and said, actually, there's three, three, three free seats through here. Jim, do you wanna come and join us? And I sat down. And these were two officials from the match I'd just watched, Martin. Oh, really? Right. The Premier League, the Premier League match I'd just been at. Wow. And they said, You don't recognize us, do you? We were both <laughs> we were both running the line today at the match. And I said, Whoa, what God, I so I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't. No, 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 it's no problem. Just in case anything got if, if you're getting a bit hot under the collar with some of the people through there, just sit with us. We'll get a couple of cups of tea. And I sat with them all the way back to London. And they were great, great, great company. Fabulous company. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. We, uh, we spoke off the record, of course, uh, mm. about what they do. They were telling me about what they do. And they could not have been nicer. We get to London, Martin. Uh, we get to King's Cross. And one of them said to me, where, where are you heading to now, Jim? And I said, oh, I'm just going down to where I live, just down near London Bridge. Okay, I'll just pop down to the platform, just make sure you get in your train. Wow. Wow. Great That's guys, great. Premier great. League officials, and I didn't mm. know it. And they looked <laughs> after me. Mind you, I am 65, getting on 66, <laughs> so I take a bit of looking after, Mark. <laughs> well, you look, listen, if I look half as good as you at 65, I'll be happy, Jim. I'll be just okay. happy to get to 65. I don't care how I look. As long as I get there, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> but that's my point, guys. How nice of them to do that for me. Okay. Do you know, can I crash you, Jim, with that? Do you think, I mean, obviously, we've had some really positive conversations recently. Uh, Andy Ambler gave us some amazing information about the changes that, that he's already done 
the changes that they're looking at bringing in. They're on about trialing the. Um, you know, did you see the, the the Monday Night Football where Howard Webb released the the audio of, of the referee yeah. and the linesman? So sure. he's talking about that being trialed in the um, the Women's World Cup that's coming up. Yeah, I just want to ask you. Obviously, as we hope that the, the attitudes change towards referee, especially given the Anthony Taylor situation, which I, I'm sure we'll touch on briefly uh, as we go forward. Did you think being on that train with those football fans, based on it being a game that you said was quite, um, you said it was controversial, or it was it, it was no, hard, it, it was a great game, but tough. Feelings, is it good feelings, that the, they were in a good mood? Is it good that yeah. the oh well they're probably all right then? Is it good that they weren't noticed? Do you think, as 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 running the line? Do you know what, Wayne? That's a very good point. Um, I honestly don't know whether they were or whether they weren't. They were keeping a low profile, but not low enough as to not approach me and say, "Come and join us. Come, come and have a yeah. you know, come, come and have a chat with us." And um, yeah, it's quite funny. The, the the point you make is a good one, Wayne. Like Anthony Taylor in that car park when Mourinho had, you know, ridiculous access to scream and ball yeah. and shout whatever he wanted at him. Uh, these two lads were on the train coming back. Very public, very open, and had any of the the supporters on the train recognised them for for maybe a wrong reason. And both officials in that game, what I would stress, had played blinders. They were absolutely brilliant. Their performances were were absolutely excellent. Um, no mistakes whatsoever. Not even close to a mistake. Uh, they were very happy with their performances. So the fans on 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 the train, in no way, would be looking to make a point to either one of them. They recognised them. Yeah. But you're right, the point's a good one. If it had been a different game and the result had not gone that way, it could have been a different scenario. Could you it know, be? In terms of... I, I, I listen, I love it when Simon talks about UEFA because he tells me stuff that I'm like, wow, really? So yeah. I think the general the general football fan, um, you look at, obviously, the booing now from Liverpool fans in terms of what happened last year in Paris. You're talking about, obviously, I listened to you this morning, they're talking about problems at the Ataturk with Man City fans on Saturday night. Yeah, we could go on and on and on about UEFA, and mm. obviously the, the the good stuff we're hearing in terms of what Andy Amler said, and I know obviously UEFA is its own kind of itself. And my worry is, is does it take on board a lot of what's being thrown it, or is it just to put it aside? And the reason why I ask you that is because we talked on here a little bit about Anthony Taylor and saying anybody with a little bit of common sense would have known, given how bad that game. I watched that game. I've never, I have never in my life seen a. Uh, um, a final or any game of football where yeah. I don't even know how many coaches were booked in there and it was ridiculous Yeah, to put him in that position for one but I wanted to tie this into I thought it was really interesting this morning when I heard about Manchester City fans experience um, yeah. at the Champions League final because yeah. this, is not, this is nothing new at the Atatürk oh. I oh. went there in 2007 to watch Liverpool in the Champions League final against Athens and all those stories I was hearing this morning Remind, I don't know if you remember this back in 2007. They didn't actually have it, was they used it for the Olympic Park when the when Athens had the Olympics. Not Athens, sorry, I'm totally wrong. It was Athens I went to, so not that mm. and they had it in Olympic Park and they had no um, they had no turnstiles to stop people getting. I don't know if you remember this in 2007, there was a massive uproar because people were just pushing their way in and it caused a bit of a, yeah. a panic in the stadium when I was there. But when I came out, there was it was total chaos. I heard the guy today talk about buses and it was two hours or whatever, four hours to do 15 miles mm. or something like that. Yeah. And I can remember when I come out of the Athens one in 2007, they took us loads of buses. You just got an any bus, just to get an any bus to take you back to the airport. 
We got on and when we got there, we were literally stood on the tarmac looking at planes and they said all the UEFA officials have gone to a, a, a oh no, sorry, all the airport officials had gone mm. to UEFA Champions League after parties. So nobody was in control of letting the planes take off or land. So you're right. stuck here now until the morning. So my flight was due, I don't know, four hours after the final whistle had gone. But in actual fact, it didn't take off till about nine o'clock the following morning because there was nobody allowing planes to take off from um, yeah. Athens Airport. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was another UEFA thing. So, and then you, yeah, there's yeah, one, that's a good one point last, you make. It, it just seems to be they never learn, or either they nev- never learn, or they're not bothered. Well, again, that gets down to people like us. Are we doing enough? I mean, while we were on air today, um, w- regarding the Manchester City uh, triumph on Saturday night, all was not good in terms of the arrangement for the supporters, uh, probably for Inter Milan supporters as well, Wayne. But while we are on air, we actively email UEFA and say, we're debating this issue. We're debating this topic. We need a response. We need a response from you. And thus far, and my assistant producer, Joe, sitting beside me, Wayne, I can tell you we're off air almost, almost an hour now. We haven't had a response from UEFA. So this is what I mean, Martin, about it's our job. This is part of our job. It is our job to push and agitate and get responses where we feel an injustice has been done, where, where, where we think something has been overlooked in a fairly substantial in a fairly substantial and unfair way. And anything that comes our way on that, we take up the cudgel, we take, we take the issue on board and we go after the people involved. So we'll continue to try and push for, for answers for Manchester City fans in this instance yeah. regards the Ataturk. Do you know, in terms of, of your, um, you obviously have lots of dealings, or try to get lots of dealings with UEFA. What, what, have you got an expected response, or do you think there won't be a response? I'll make sure of it, Wayne. Keep going. I'll make sure of it. I'll yes, go after them if I have to himself, so that we hear from them. Normally, you get a bog standard acknowledgement. Sure, we, 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 we acknowledge your, your, your points made, and we take them on board. The matter's being investigated. But even at that, we won't stop. We'll try. It's a journalism. And the journalist in me means you cannot stop. Mm. You can't just take that. So you get the answer. As a, as a suitable uh, and, and uh, a, a convenient, in their terms, response. we got to get more than that out of you. And we'll push mm. to get more than that out of you. Because Definitely. it's our job to do it. And I, and I guess as well, given the fact of what you're pushing it with, that, you know, the might of talk sport behind you and the listener base you've got, they can't. They cannot possibly just keep pushing you to one side, can they? You, you know, you want the answers. You're there to get the answers. No. You're not moving well, I mean, until we get them. It was a good point you made, Wayne, about Howard Webb. Howard Webb was on the Monday Night Football with Carrigan and Neville um, and, and David Jones, who I know well. And they were talking about these, you know, these advances that are being made regarding um, VAR in conjunction with refereeing of a match, et cetera, et cetera, and, and how decisions are made, how they're arrived at. And the following morning, we had heard Webb in the studio where we broadcast from in the morning in there. And he came in and gave half an hour, three quarters of an hour, I think it was. And he would have willingly given us more time. So much so, we said to Howard in a commercial break, and we kind of put him on the spot, Martin. We said, now, one thing we haven't said, you okay to take a couple of calls on this from listeners. And Howard's like, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm. And he did. I thought that that was planned, Jim. I I thought that was planned when they took the calls. It's a bit like... um, what happened to me when I was on your show and, and you had a week with uh, Neil Warnock on the other line and we had a bit of a, a, bit of a ding dunk when it first yes. happened. I was thinking, thanks, lads. I wish you had the heads up on that, but it worked yeah. out because that, that got the discussion. And that's what people have said to me, oh, I just think Soak Sports would have been unfair on you just like not telling you Warnock was on. I said, no, because I, 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 can, 
I can defend my corner, planned or not planned. And what happened yeah. there was was that that went ah, that went really viral, didn't it? And yeah. but it got it disgusted. It got this bit discussed where the, my main point there with Neil Warnock was: Why did you go after the referee and give him stick? Because a player headbutted one of your players. Why didn't you go to the player who headbutted your player? People tend to go, you know, something happens because the referee's missed it. But yeah. you go to the ref. So having those sorts of little um, on the moment times, of, like you said, of the moment yeah. moments, yeah. And I, I think talk sport guys is is I have found even after my experience at Skymart, I found that this medium is incredible for that, mm. and the and the audience just love it when I always say on TalkSport and Transfer Deadline Day, expect the unexpected. Well, that's exactly that's exactly the same he- here. I mean, when Joey Barton got drummed out of Rangers, we, we, we had loads of calls on about, oh, Barton said this and Barton said this and that some of the players weren't good enough, blah, blah, blah. In a commercial break, I went out without telling anybody. And I said to the producer, phone this number. When we come back, welcome back. We're talking about Joey Barton um, being... being um, having his contract terminated by Rangers. Is it right? Is it wrong? Well, let's find out more. Joey Barton, good morning. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. wow. And when he came. And I think that's our job to do that. Kevin De Bruyne got a huge new contract to Manchester City. And again, I thought behind the scenes, what can we do? What can we do? And I phoned someone at Manchester United during a commercial break, lined it up, and I said, well, Manchester City, De Bruyne, the big topic of conversation this morning, but we're not forgetting about the red half of the city. Um, let, let's find out. What what is going on with them? Bruno Fernandes, good morning. Brilliant. And came. <laughs> it's superb. Brilliant. So it's that kind of thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. you've got to do that. And on that day with Howard Webb, he bought into it. Of course, I'll take a call or two. And that's exactly why these things go viral, Martin, as you rightly say. No, you're right. The other way, once has got a great question. Yeah, I'm just going to say, we've, 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 we've touched, we've, we've done a bit on refereeing. I want to go a little bit into you now, into a little bit, a little bit more fun, a little bit less serious. Just, just in terms of where we all know you from, um, obviously, you, you know, you made... I, I, was there a transfer deadline day before you started wearing yellow ties? I'm not so sure. But I don't think Wayne it was one worth remembering. Yeah, Little Wayne has got a little bit of a, a, a question. Yeah, it was... Um, pop your way. Obviously, the yellow tie, the countdown, uh, an absolute game changer and well worth watching. Um, back <laughs> in 2019, I think it was when Bury FC were going under... And you did that alternative. You still have the countdown, how long we've got left to save them. You have the blue tie. But you got a bit of flack about it. And I thought it was fantastic. If you had the opportunity to do something like that again, would you? Do you know, that's, a, that's such a good question, Wayne. Um, I remember it at the time. And I walked onto a platform, a presentation platform. And, of course, it was an extremely important issue for every, for every Bury fan that it you know, Bury were facing going out of business in a matter of time. Um, and just how critical has it got? And one of the producers at Sky had decided, rightly or wrongly, stick him on there and we'll stick a countdown clock behind them. And I remember at the time, and I'm not trying to vindicate myself in this <clears throat> in any shape or form, I didn't have anything to do with the decision that was made regarding the countdown clock. With the benefit of hindsight, I don't think it was a good idea, Wayne. And I look back in that thinking, no, what what did it look like if you're a Berry fan? It looked like that, effect, that effectively counting down to my club may or may not going out of business. 
and 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 it was just too much for some Barry fans to bear. It was too much for all of them to bear. And mm. it looked as if, well, not long to go now, guys. Look at that. Not long to go now. And you're thinking, well, hang on. You're not talking about a transfer here. You're not talking about whether a transfer is going to happen or not within an allotted time. You're talking about a football club either staying in or not staying in business. Yeah, and it was I death think, watch. I, I, a death watch. And I think it was maybe, maybe with hindsight, not a good decision. But do you know what? You live and learn. You live and learn. And you're right, Wayne. I took a lot of flack for that on social media. But I'll let you three guys into a secret. I take a lot of flack on social media <laughs> on a very regular basis. And it goes with the territory. It goes with the territory. And you've got to be tough enough to take it. And thankfully, I've grown to be tough enough to take it. Good man. Speaking of transfer deadline day, I want to ask you what, which transfer, since you've done it, took you completely by surprise, like you wasn't expecting it. Just like, wow, can't the, you know, what's the best one that just dropped you? Like, came totally left field. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, there, there have been there have been more than a few, Wayne, I have to say. Um, I mean, I've been involved in so many. I, re, I remember Gareth Bale going to Real Madrid, world record fee, but I knew the build-up to that one because I was talking to Madrid and I was talking to Tottenham. And I was talking to the agent who, who was who was kind of acting for both parties because Tottenham and Real Madrid had fallen out with each other. Um, so I knew that was happening in the back. Mesut Ozil to Arsenal was a huge one. I always remember that because of the impact it made on Arsenal fans that night. And isn't it funny how the arrival of a, a, a stellar name like Mesut Ozil can be totally different to the mood the Arsenal fans had when the departure for Mesut Ozil came along. <laughs> Um, they were totally, totally different moods amongst a football fan base. But there have been so many. Um, even before I went to Sky, Wayne, I can tell you that some of the big stories. I was at Scottish TV. You might not know I'm Scottish uh, with an <laughs> accent like this. And I was at Scottish TV and I'd done a, a documentary on Graham Souness, who was playing for Sampdoria at that time uh, in Italy. And I'm sure Graham will be all right about me telling you guys this. Um, no doubt people will pick up on it. But Graham Soonis and I kept in touch, Martin, um, when I came back to Scotland after that. And Soonis was playing for Sampdoria and blah, blah, blah. And then one Friday night, Graham and I kept in touch. And I got a phone call from Soonis. And he said, listen, what are you doing on Monday? And I said, uh, what did you ask? He said, oh, I'm coming over to Glasgow. I'm, I'm coming over. It's a big charity event. I'm like, yeah. He said, be at the airport. You should be at the airport to meet me. I'm like, really? Yeah, yeah, well, okay, yeah, I can do that. He said, look, let's cut to the chase. You're talking to the, the, the new player manager of Glasgow Rangers. Oh, wow. Wow. It's like, and my reaction was exactly like yours. Wow. <laughs> like, what? So I turned up at the airport on the Monday night, but I turned up with a camera crew because it was, yeah. because it was too good to, to let go. Yeah. I think that story then made me realize if you can get information and you can get it out there first and fastest, then 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 you're doing something right. Mm. And and d deadline day came along and it proved to be incredible. I mean, it, honestly, going into Sky, I had guys that sets the traffic lights hanging out, vans going, where's your yellow tie? Sir Alex, every <laughs> time he used to meet me in later years, Sir Alex, I would say to Sir Alex, how are you? And he would say to me, I'm fine. Where's your yellow tie? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it became something like, like iconic and I, I still feel so privileged having been involved, Martin, in so many of them. It was a great thrill, Wayne, to be there. And you think you're getting it, you're getting it through your earpiece and you're, you're about to tell 
millions of people what you know and only you know it. And um, yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it, it was massive. I mean, even got I can remember the time you even got Premier League footballers tweeting and you know screenshotting you and watching it and waiting for big yeah. news. I mean, it, it literally were like front and center of everything on that absolutely. day. And everybody was interested. It was just amazing, oh. really. It gets to fever pitch. It absolutely gets to fever. Uh, having said that, Wayne, I mean, may as well admit it. There were some deadline days that were not as as brilliant and buoyant and as active as others. Mm. I mean, I can remember saying to a huge studio in front of me and a massive number of people in my earpiece. I said, and we are getting a bit of breaking news. Incidentally, uh, stick with me. A short break. We're back after this. And they were saying to me, "What? What? What's the breaking news?" I'm like, I don't know. I'm just keeping it going. <laughs> 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 you know, you're you. You're, you're, you're maintaining the hype to a degree uh, without really overhyping it. But it, it, it was, it's was it been a great privilege. It's great fun to be involved in it. It's great fun, primarily. It's great fun. Superb. Well, look, I know, we, I know we're pushing for time and I don't want to keep you too much today because obviously you're a busy man and you've been on air for three hours this morning, so that voice may be ready for a break. No just worries. Be, just before you do go, and I wanted to put this in in mind, I said, oh, you're not going to have a go. I said, no, I'm not going to have a go at all. Um, I I spoke to you. Have a go. No, it's not about you. It's not about you all. I, I'll tell you the person it was. But I I spoke to you before. I, I rang in 2019, and um, Liverpool had just been knocked out of um, the FA Cup, fielded a rubbish team. I think I was there actually the day they got knocked out. Went to the game, so I was I was livid anyway. And you had on Mickey Gray, and he was slamming Liverpool, slamming them really bad. And it was the year they won the Champions League. And, I, and he was saying, you know, they're out of the FA Cup. They're never going to win the league, even though they were, they were going toe-to-toe that year with City. And he was saying, they're never going to win the Champions League. They're not going to win anything. And I was like, how can he say that? How, Liverpool won the Champions League in 2005 and they never should have got nowhere near it. So I rang up and we had, had a really serious debate with Mickey Gray. And um, in the end, I think, well, I did win. He had nothing left to say to me. I said, I'm just asking you to prove to me how you can tell me that we've got no chance based on Klopp, the players, what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And you you got me out of a bit of a hole that 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 day because I? I was in the bad books from having a, a a bit of a heavy Saturday night. And can you remember we used to do Wicks Caller of the Day. Your good self. Y- yeah, you voted me as Caller of the Day, and, and I got hundred quid for Wicks. <laughs> oh wait, I was going to say, mate, what what did they end up doing? Did they paint your house or paint your garage or something <laughs> for you? No, well, I got a, I got a voucher and I, and I gave it to my missus, and she went and spent it at Wicks. So happy got me out of jail that one. But yeah, you vote for me as, as, as Wicks Caller of the Day. And I've still got the recording somewhere to this day on my phone. And I, and every now and again, I'll pop it up in, in a group chat that I've got with my mates and I say, just remember when I scored Mickey Gray on TalkSport. It's all there for you to have another list. Wayne, that sets you against me, the other Wayne and Martin, because neither of us, none of us have ever been come close to being Wicks Caller of the Day, mate. <laughs> no, no, never. So we can only never. congratulate you and bow to that. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations. But we're here for you, Martin. I mean, one Thank thing you, I want to, to, to say to you before I do go, um, we are contactable. You can always get in touch with me. Simon's up for it. We will, any issue that you think we should air, we will air it because Thank it's you. all about getting the right the right result, the right yeah. conclusion. And we're, yeah. we're the boys to do it. Mate, thank you, Jim. It's a great way to, to, to end the podcast because, honestly, I ne- the media and, and some people have popped at talk sports and other, other people in the media. And I honestly believe without you helping us give a voice, the game would not be as good as it is now for grassroots referees. And I know that people are saying we have got more people joining the refereeing family, they're ready, but they're just not going out as much. So the numbers look good for the FA, and they'll admit that. 
but the people aren't going out because of these things that happen. And the more we discuss them, the more we draw the curtains back, like Howard said, and the more we got people like you and Simon getting behind us and, and doing things like this, the game's going to change for the better. So thank you for well, what's on my heart, Tim. Let's stay, let's stay tight-knit together as this, and we'll continue to do it. We'll continue to do it. Great. Thanks, Jim. Super. Take us out then, Wayne. Yeah, Jim, um, I can't well, thank I, you enough, mate. It's, it's an absolute uh, pleasure and honour for me to message, uh, to speak to you today. No, it's, it's 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 like Martin's making all my dreams come true. I'm still I'm waiting for John Barnes on Martin. That's the next one. So, <laughs> love a word, love a word. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thoroughly enjoyed, but, and thank you so much. Thank no, you for thank you for coming on, mate, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. We'll do. Thanks, guys, and well done for wearing the ties. Yeah, no, you're welcome, mate. Absolutely. They're really pleasure. cheap as well, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> All the best to you. Thank Cheers, you. Man. So, wow. yeah, Jim White is gone. Um, I'm going to wrap this up right here. Yeah. Um, then we can have a little chat before uh, before we're done. So. Wow, I've got nothing else to say. Wow, 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 wow. Um, I know people have um, been getting in touch with us. Keep getting in touch with us. Keep um, keep sharing us. Keep subscribing at the Repod on pretty much everything. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Deezer, if you're listening, if you're watching us on YouTube, it is at the Repod. P- pretty simple at the Repod. Like, subscribe and share and comment because we love to speak to people that listen to the show tell us what you love tell us what you hate we don't mind either way guys absolute pleasure we're going to go and enjoy the sunshine aren't we yes we are absolutely we'll see you on the next one thank you thank you